welcome again to another podcast from Dr. David Shine and our our topic our theme and we'll have the uh, we'll have the picture next week is saving America. Dr. Shine David is the author of The Decline of America: 100 Years of Leadership Failure. I just want to say a little plug about the book before we get started David because this it's a great book for anyone who wants to do any research about presidents and how presidents have handled different crises or different other aspects of their um, of their time in office. And it makes great for a curriculum um, study for homeschool or for uh, public schools or private schools. So if you're interested in this book, um, at the end we'll tell you how you can get a copy of it. Um, and now, welcome to Saving America with Dr. David Shine. So David, we have three segments. Each week we're gonna have the same three segments. The first one is in the news. Now, we'll, we're not gonna be, it's gonna be a long time before we're at a lack for something to talk about on in the news. Sticking what they're giving cause I'm working for a living. So today you're gonna talk about the new, um, Vice President elect, or how do you say that properly? What's the proper way to say that? Well, she, they actually haven't had a convention yet. So, so she's actually, um, Joe Biden has said that she would be his VP candidate. And then once they have the election, then she would be the official Democratic VP candidate um, uh, along with uh, Joe Biden, and it is a reflection of Joe Biden's uh, commitment to have a, a black female as his uh, running mate. And um, the, uh, the press has been apoplectic about this, uh, despite the fact that we have just had a black president for eight years. We had a female candidate, not for VP, but for president in the 2016 election. And I remember the election where uh, Geraldine Ferraro was the VP candidate along with a, another weak presidential candidate uh, back, I think it was 1972, if I'm correct. Wow, um, it's been a while. I didn't know it did that long. Yeah. Yes. So um, I, the, the bottom line is Kamala Harris, it, it's fascinating because of the pummeling that the far left have done of the police departments and the defunding and the, all this. And in her acceptance uh, speech uh, in the last few days, she's even referred to repurposing the police department. And Kamala Harris has an interesting background to try and hide. Um, uh, she's had an interesting social background herself, uh, apparently was involved with uh, a, a former mayor uh, Willie Dixon, and uh, she also, uh, who was uh, allegedly her mentor, but uh, I'm not quite sure how that worked, but also she ran for Senate in California on the basis that she was a law and order person, and she bragged about how successful she was at locking up criminals, so I find it rather humorous that she's now saying, oh, we need to repurpose the police department, and, and all that. And uh, so I, I'm going to talk some more about that later in this uh, uh, podcast. But 
I think that she is a reasonably safe choice. I think she is a stronger candidate than um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, who I, I think is a, a, you know, despite what anybody says, I think she's a pretty flaky individual based on what I've seen. And so there were a couple other people who, you know, had some real skeletons in their closet, not that she doesn't, but it's, um, I, I think, a reasonably safe uh, thing. I think it'll pick up a few votes for Joe Biden. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that Joe Biden is the presidential candidate, uh, and, and he is at least as weak as some of the other presidential candidates that we have seen in the uh, recent past. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bob Dole. Bob Dole was uh, a, a basically a fill-in-the-blank because they knew they weren't going to win the 1996 election, so the, the Republicans threw Bob Dole to the Lions. And um, we, you know, we've seen some other people roll by who were just kind of put in there to say, yeah, we ran a candidate and uh, gee, wasn't that tough. And kind of, um, you could also say the same as though Mitt Romney, I think had he taken a slightly different path, could have beaten uh, Barack Obama in the uh, 2012 election, but Mitt Romney wasn't a particularly strong candidate either. So we're, we're seeing, again, some pr pretty badly uh, flawed individuals. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what impact uh, Ms. Harris has on the campaign. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. So that's what we have in the news this week. Kamala Harris named as um, vice president, potentially for um, Joe Biden. And now with all the news comes all the rumors. So <laughs> So I love I love when you watch the media that they get they use. It's not necessarily the words, but it's, it's the emphasis on the words that really let you know, kind of like, okay, this must be the latest rumors. So, what what do you have for us today in the way of the latest rumors going around? Well, the rumor is that uh, President Trump does not have the authority to put executive orders in place to uh, resolve issues between the House and the Senate on some type of additional COVID-19 stimulus. A little bit of the background on this is that the United States economy came out of the big COVID-19 shutdown, surged very strongly. Um, in fact, the most of the economists and pundits were, were shocked at how well the economy came back um, in such a short period of time, although there was still much hardship, about 10 million to 12 million people uh, without jobs who, who would normally be working. Those are enormous numbers, painful numbers for our American citizens. And so it, it's, a, it's a difficult uh, situation. But in any event, um, we, uh, everybody knows that we had a resurgence of COVID-19. Uh, we had a sharp increase in the death toll. Uh, we have had an actual reduction in the actual deaths per number of uh, reported cases, which is predictable because there were probably a lot of cases before widespread testing where people were positive, recovered, and they were never recorded as statistics. And again, we have a large percentage of people reportedly who are uh, 
positive but don't know it because they're asymptomatic for whatever chemicals in their body or DNA in their body that doesn't make them susceptible to having the symptoms. So um, in any event, we, uh, there's been a cry for another stimulus. For the record, I am opposed to the stimulus uh, and because of the incredible impact on the national debt. I think that there are plenty of jobs out there paying people to stay home to me is uh, not American, it's not how we do things, and I, I'm not trying to be cold-hearted or mean, but it's time for people if they're saying, well, I'm too good for this job. Hey, you know what? If you don't have food on the table and you're not paying your rent, you're not too good for that job. Get out there and, and, and put your time in. But in any event, uh, Trump, who is a populist president, he's not a true conservative. Uh, you know, a lot of people describe him as, you know, to the far right, and he's really not. Uh, he, he is what's called populist. Populists, generally speaking, by the way, could either run as Democrats and Republicans. Uh, probably the best example of a populist president was Theodore Roosevelt from 120 years ago, who was a very popular person even today, and yet was, uh, and ran as a Republican, but indeed was not what people think of as the as a Republican, and, and again, Trump is in that populist uh, uh, thing. But anyway, he put in some changes over the weekend through executive order. His reason for doing that was Congress and the Senate could not reach an agreement on a stimulus. He felt it was important to the American uh, uh, economy, to the American people that we have a stimulus, and he just did it. And the rumor is, well, you can't do that. You can't supplant what Congress and the Senate should have done. And the answer is, well, if he can't do it, then how did Barack Obama do it for about six years? Because once Obama lost the, the first house, and then by his second term, they had lost both houses of Congress. He basically was the lame duck president, and he ruled his last four years by executive orders. And the classic executive order is DACA, the, uh, opportunity for uh, young people who were brought here uh, or were born here whose parents are not legal citizens of the United States, and it allows them to stay here and enjoy the benefits of American education, American uh, citizenship uh, eventually. Uh, that DACA, by the way, a permanent fix, which I support, and most conservatives, by the way, support a permanent DACA solution, by the way. I am one of those many conservatives who support that. Uh, in any event, uh, that went to court as an executive order under Barack Obama, and the court said that Trump could not undo that executive order. So indeed, the president has a great deal of autonomy. So the rumor that he can't do it, I think, is, is not going to be bound you know, found out in the courts. Very good. Yeah. So always lots of rumors. Each week we'll bring you what's that what rumor is floating around. Um, and you'll see lots of evidence of that on some of the television stations for sure. And then um, our final segment, um, just the facts. just the facts, you're going to talk about something that's pretty dear to you, and that's the new American Civil War. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Well, in terms of analysis, I, I've been very concerned about what's happening in some of our 
wonderful American cities. And, and I've had the good fortune to spend a little bit of time in Portland, Oregon, two summers ago, almost exactly. And then about five years ago, spent part of the summer in uh, Seattle, Washington. And I can tell you that I enjoyed my visits to both cities. Uh, politically, I'm, that's not where I'm comfortable, but I found the cities clean, uh, attractive. Uh, the only problem I had with Seattle was there were a lot of street people. Uh, just about every corner in the downtown area had someone or multiple people uh, begging for money and uh, sitting around. And uh, Portland did not look like that, by the way, at least when I was there two summers ago. And so it's uh, the violence in Portland, which has been, I think they've gone 70 consecutive nights. I didn't hear if they had violence last night, but it is not driven by the Black Lives Matter movement. It's being driven by a bunch of old time anarchists. And in fact, some of the people who were involved in a very violent terrorist movement in the late 1960s, early 1970s, there was a group called the Weather Underground. And people can look that up. The Weather Underground was a group of violent anarchists. Today, we would call them terrorists. And some of those people are now out of jail. Some of them were never went to jail. Uh, by some miracle, and are now back out there uh, fomenting violence with some other young people who find that rather than going to work and doing, um, uh, taking care of their families and taking care of their communities, find it is more fun to go to a city like Portland and to cause extreme damage and violence. And the mayor of Portland tolerated this for two months and uh, right about a week ago, almost to the day, uh, he came out and said uh, they tried to burn down a public building with the people still in it. Ooh. And he said, that's attempted murder. You know what? You, you've stepped over the line. Um, I have a slightly different tolerance level. You know, I've worked, you know, as a paper boy when I was in uh, pre-high school and junior high, uh, I've worked... Uh, most of my life, almost every day. Uh, these days I work seven days a week. What I have, and uh, I'm not complaining about what I have, I have worked very, very hard for. I cause no harm to others as much as I can imagine. Uh, I've raised a good family. I'm entitled to what I have earned and I make no apologies and I do pay a lot of tax. And for People to come in and say that you don't have the right to what you have worked for um, is, a, is a real problem in America. So one of the things is, is that um, I do think that the federal government has the right, perhaps the obligation, to go into these areas of anarchy and to bring order. And so right now they're objecting to federal uh, authorities protecting the federal courthouse and other federal buildings in Portland. And I say that if the local police will not protect the citizens of Portland, that the federal government has the obligation to go in and not just protect federal buildings. I think that's incidental, but to protect the human beings who live in Portland, who are members of our great American society and are entitled to peace in their homes and personal safety. 
And they, these anarchists have created some zones where the police are not allowed to investigate rape and murder. So uh, this is a very unacceptable situation. And I, the reason I call it the New American Civil War is because when Abraham Lincoln said the South cannot succeed, he based it on the fact that the enslaved people in the South were members of the United States. They were citizens of the United States and entitled to freedom and to expression. And so that was the, the, the underlying rationale to go into these semi-independent states. Remember, we're a republic. The states joined together to accomplish certain things. But Lincoln said, above all, your people are American citizens, and you cannot take those citizens out of America. You cannot take away their American citizenship. And that is really the underlying, a lot of people confuse it and say the Civil War was about slavery. It was about the rights of the people in those states to continue to be members of the American community, the, what some people call the Great American Experiment. And so likewise in Seattle, and in Portland and some other cities in America, sadly, including Richmond, Virginia, a city where I you know, lived for a number of years. And uh, these citizens have a right to safety and to protection in their homes and to expression of their political and social and religious beliefs. So I think it's, uh, uh, it's important that we uh, honor those commitments. And I think we are in a time where uh, we are in a new American Civil War. Thank you, David. Wow, what a great show today. Today is episode um, two, I think, because we started with zero, one, and two, and next week will be three. So thank you, David, the great information today. Next week, we'll be going to be covering one of your favorite topics, which is the, the national debt. And I know I've heard you talk about that before, so I know it is a topic. And also, uh, while you were talking, I'm glancing over here at my computer um, at the headlines for today. And I would like you to talk next week also about um, this whole thing with the post office and the sure. mail or something like that. Can you can you plan to do that under one of the segments, either as a rumor, but it really is in the news a lot. I've seen it in the news a lot. So if we can add that to a, your agenda for next week, that would be wonderful. Very happy to talk about the post office, and I am indeed concerned about it. Not as much as the national debt, but it's high on my list of concerns. Okay, great. So thank you for joining us today. Remember get your copy. If you want to prepare for an election, uh, then you need to, um, you need to get this book because there's all kind of information and you can see that each president beginning with Woodrow Wilson and going through Barack Obama, uh, it's the same questions for each one. So it's not like a different set of questions for each, each one of the presidents. So get your copy. If you'd like a copy, they're on Amazon, but if you would like um, to one to review for being a possible um, textbook, then if you'll put your name and information and the name of the school in the comments below this video, then we'll get in touch with you. So, um, and if you want an autographed copy, put your name in there and we'll be glad to um, get David to sign a copy and send it to you. Um, we'll let you know how much that would be. So we're not giving away free autographed copies, but, you, but we do have them. So thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week on Monday, 
2 a 2 p.m. Central Time. So thank you, David. Thanks very much. Great discussions. Thank you, Sandy. Take care. Have a great week.